got no problem. We're going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's no moment. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And we're a few weeks into the semester so far. Kenton, how are you uh, doing? It's the hard part of the semester. It's tiring. It's exhausting. And when there's marking to be done, particularly the first assignment, I just had a, I have, I do one hour with each class where we talk about the first assignment is where the spectacular disasters happen, where, where that sets, where we're like, okay, we see what we're working on and then we move forward. And um, it's always a little, it's, it's, it's an eye-opening experience for the teacher. It's an eye-opening experience for the students. And that's where the real work begins. Yeah, so that's how I'm doing. I'm a little tired. How about yeah, you? It, is, it is. Yeah, and I do have a, a large stack of marking on my desk to uh, to get through this weekend. So I will be busy. Uh, but I'm having fun. I'm actually having a, a better time this year than I did last year. And I don't know if it's just because we've gotten used to the online learning and and are dealing with it better. But I'm finding that it's going much more smoothly this year than it did last year. So I'm, I'm liking that aspect of it. But I still, of course, want to have uh, students back in person. So I can't wait till that that happens for us. Not yet, but soon. I'm still going to be online next for their, it seems like for this whole school year. Okay. At this point, unless something changes. But I agree with you. I think the classes just seem a little more fun this year. And um Students kind of know a bit more what they're in for, maybe because they had to do it last year. Yeah, I think it's about um, managing expectations, right? If you yeah. if you know what you're in for, then you're better at, at dealing with it. And I think last year we didn't really know what we were in for, anybody. Nobody, uh, right. And then it just kind of uh, didn't turn out as, as well we'd hoped. Um, it is a great week for Star Wars, though. Star Wars Visions dropped this week. We're going to talk about that. I, I challenge you to watch all of them, and then I didn't watch all of them. <laughs> so we'll talk about that, too, about how I, I tried to. I did. I, I, I did I, my I, job. And let's listen, I was uh, surprised that they dropped them all at once, but I guess it was because they're shorter like yeah, episodes, yeah. like 15, 20 minutes around. They're not full half hour, so they didn't feel right parsing those out across you know, a week to week thing. So they dropped them all at once. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, first, though, I want to talk some Star Wars clickbait. Oh, Jabba. What? How? <laughs> what are you talking about? Huh? What? Goodness gracious me. You had the story this week. Can you read the headline for me? It's not, I wouldn't call it clickbait because it's actually the, seems to be true. The name of the segment, Kent, to go with it. Uh, which is uh, Star Wars editor Marsha Lucas says J.J. Abrams doesn't have a clue. And um, apparently um, it says that uh, she spoke, and Marsha Lucas, by the way, so um, she was the editor. Uh, or, she was right? George's wife at the time. Right, but was but she I don't editor? think they're married anymore. Editor of A New Hope at the very least. Oh yeah, and that one, um, people, while you're looking it up, I'll just talk. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think that Star Wars, the original film was saved in the edit. Like there was a lot that remember we I mean, i'm sure we've talked about this in the past on this podcast about how like you know the production didn't appear to be going well and, and there were all kinds of problems because of the new special effects and the new techniques they were using and so that's why fox did not have faith in that movie you know going forward but it was saved in the edit the edit is excellent it's just so well put together and so yeah she is the person who did that she's the person who saved star wars and she doesn't think jj is doing a good job no, and it does say Star Wars editor here. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't, I, I think maybe it was just a new. I think it was just the first one, but yeah. I could be wrong. 
Yeah. She so certainly still- she certainly has something to say about it though because she did she did take part in that first oh, film. Yeah. And I I I I mean if she says it I'm going to pay attention. So she spoke to J.W. Rinsler. He's got a new book coming out. And of course, J.W. Rinsler passed away not too long ago. So this is at some point in the past. And uh, she spoke to him uh, and commented on the decision to kill off Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. And uh, so she not only um, sticks it to Abrams, but also Kathleen Kennedy a bit. And she's quoted as saying, I like Kathleen. I always liked her. She was full of beans. She was smart and really bright, wonderful woman. Um, and I liked her husband, Frank. I liked them a lot. Now that she's running Lucasfilm and making movie, it seems to me that Kathy and Kennedy and J.J. Abrams don't have a clue about Star Wars. They don't get it. And J.J. Abrams is writing these stories where I saw that movie where they kill Han Solo. I was furious. I was furious when they killed Han Solo. Absolutely, positively, there was no, no rhyme or reason to it. I thought, you don't get the Jedi story. You don't get the magic of Star Wars. You're getting rid of Han Solo? Okay. <laughs> I don't think so- like... That were they were considering that in the original trilogy? Like, come on, that's a little much. I think that was more for to uh, bring back Harrison Ford on the promise. But then again, Harrison Ford shows did show up as the whatever the vision or the ghost or whatever he yeah. was in in um, in the last movie. In the last one, so maybe they didn't need to kill him off. And I, and I it always bothered me that um, I don't think they needed to kill off Luke. Like I thought, okay, if Harrison Ford wants to die, give him his wish to bring him back one more time. But for God's sakes, as long as Mark Hamill is alive and drawing breath, he should be in Star Wars films. Like, for God's (laughs) sakes. That made me angry, actually. And then when they called it Rise of Skywalker, just like Search for Spock, right? Rise of Skywalker. All right. It's going to be like the new Skywalker, but then it's also going to be the literal rise of Luke Skywalker. I was like, that's gold. That's great. Then I don't care. Then I don't care if they killed them all. It's like, no. No, we called it the Rise of Skywalker to talk about to mention Ray. Like, come right. on, yes, Just and that was yes. Nobody was happy. Garbage. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and so, so I agree. You know, I do think that JJ Abrams did not have a clue. I don't think that, but I don't think his pal helped him out either. Um, what's his name again? Uh, Ryan Johnston. But Ryan, wasn't sorry. didn't Lawrence Kasdan write that script for The Force Awakens? Like. Old Star Wars people were part of that. So you can't blame it all on JJ, right? And Kathy, even Kathy Kennedy has a lot of experience producing yeah. movies, all kinds of different movies, not just Star Wars, all kinds of stuff. So I, I think the, the experience in the room is something. I just, I don't know. I just think they didn't have enough contrasting voices or like people questioning what they were doing. It just seemed like everyone's like, yes, 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 let's do this. A bunch of yes men, so to speak. <laughs> I think that's what the problem was. They're like, yes, let's go ahead and do this. First idea, best idea. And then they just oh, went no. ahead and did it. So that's that's my theory. Um, they're so excited to bring Star Wars back. They didn't stop to think about how to do it. They just did it. So Yeah, I think, and I think the lack of a plan, like arguably The Force Awakens might be the most successful one of those. Oh yeah. When push comes to shove, and well, it was monetarily it was. Really, but that- I mean, as far as being you know loved most by the fans of all those three of those movies, because the second one was was divisive, and the third one was awful. So, uh, <laughs> first one, yes, is the biggest one of those three. Well, we kind of liked them as we saw them, but now yeah. when you take a step back and look, but it was always with the belief that that there's a master plan that would like make this all come to life. And really, the last one was the weakest one. Uh, he did his all his publicity going, I'm not just 
doing an end to this trilogy. I'm doing an end to the entire story of Star Wars and uh, got everybody's expectation built up. And um, that was a big mistake to do that, I think. But, yes. um, and I, so while I liked each film more or less as they came, uh, now that they're done that trilogy, I, I, don't, I don't think it was a successful trilogy. I don't think they fit together well. And I don't think the key takeaways, the lessons of Star Wars, there weren't really any lessons of Star Wars in those movies. No. It was just, let's give people some lightsabers and, you know, let's, let's, let's echo what we've seen before Do you a think bit, we put, without the soul. Yeah. Do you think we put more weight on the movies as opposed to the TV shows or other, other properties? Like it, if it's, if it's, you don't mess with the movies, but you can experiment with other things. So I think that holds true. Yeah. yeah but I also think that if, uh, if I would have seen the Mandalorian as the first thing that I saw produced by Disney, I would have just been blown away. Right. I still would have been blown away on the, uh, if that were a film. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's yeah. That's to, interesting. And that, that, yeah. that kind of brings me to the, uh, to the star Wars visions topic, which is like, these are all animated shorts and it's like, I guess that we're putting the the story of Star Wars has kind of been in the hands of George Lucas for a long time, right? For the longest time, it was all George Lucas. And then it started as as the movies, the original movies ended and we had all these novels and role-playing games and all these little things split off. We had more and more people contributing to the story of Star Wars. And that was okay. And people didn't care because it wasn't um, a movie. It wasn't officially Star Wars as far as they were concerned. But now as we move into this and we have these, like now they're trying to make it all canon. Oh, I don't think these visions are canon though, right? They're not supposed no, to be. No, they couldn't be. No. They couldn't be. They couldn't be. Yeah, right. they couldn't be. Um, so, um, but we're starting to see um, Star Wars being put into the hands of new storytellers and told in different ways. And they're starting to experiment and tell stories in different, and be like, you know, go beyond the formula of Star Wars. And I like that aspect of it, but um, I don't know. I just think they need to put more thought into what they're doing. Maybe that's what we're seeing now. It's been, you know, it's been six years now since the, the Force Awakens came. Jesus, it's been six years since the Force Awakens came out. It's been more than that. Well, 2015. Uh, came out December 2015. Is yeah. that right? Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Hang on. Let me think about this. Six okay. years. It's not seven, hey? You're sure? No. <laughs> it was seven since they announced it. They announced the, uh, the yeah, buy that in might, 2014. Right. That's, I think that's when we started this podcast as far as Star Wars news. And then, uh, then The Force Awakens came out in 2015. Anyway. Um, well, okay, wait a so, sec. Uh, uh, the last Star Wars movie that wasn't last December, was it? Was it no, December it was the one before. It was 2019 because it was before COVID. So the films came out every two years. Yes, 15, 17, 19, and then of course in the middle we had Rogue One and Solo. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Sorry, I need then, to get my mind around that. Caught up. All right. Long ago, a great warrior came to this village and entrusted our ancestors with this. Its power and responsibility now lie with you. So Star Wars Visions was released this week and they did release all nine episodes of season one at once. It was a compilation like uh, it reminds me of 
Um, we've seen a few of these on Netflix, for example. There's Love, I think it's called Love, Death, and Robots is one, which is like a series of animated shorts that basically just have those three things. Is it Love, Death, and Robots has to have one of those things in it to, to be a part of it. Uh, it also reminds me of the Animatrix, which is a collection of short animated shorts uh, around the world of the Matrix. They're all kind of tied together. So actually, this is a little more similar to that. Um, the Animatrix had all kinds of different styles, but still pretty... Um, grounded in anime anime style and that's what this is as well this is all anime although i'll be at different styles of anime and that's that's something that was i found interesting in that it's not just your typical sailor moon kind of anime it's there's all kinds of different genres within that category so what did you think overall of the uh of the shorts or the uh, the visions i like them yeah i like them i i like some more than others i thought the, i think um one of the things that maybe made it like made me like them a little less was that I think the best one is the first one. I agree. And so I was like, I, I was like, I'm in. This is freaking gold. And they could set a universe, they could set a movie in this universe that they're showing and uh make it like at some point in the old republic or something. And I'd be like, yes, I'm all f-. and and it had that great um when the kettle boils. Yeah. Oh, yes. When the kettle boils, then we'll all know what will happen then. It was just this perfect blend of Star Wars and samurai culture. And it but the cool thing is that it still felt like Star Wars to me. Like that was I didn't expect it to Um, because we start off that that one and and it's all in black and white, which is cool. And except for Mm -hmm. certain colors are emphasized throughout it. And uh, and it starts out looking very old school. Like you think this is an old village in in medieval Japan, and then all of a sudden this this vehicle comes through, like a Star Wars vehicle comes through, and you're like, oh, it's Star Wars. Like immediately you're there at Star Wars when as soon as you see that vehicle. So yeah. that yeah, that was the best one. And I I thought, and I still again, as I say, I still haven't finished them. I texted yesterday to say I'm going to finish them. Are you? And you said <laughs> I don't know. And I said okay, well I am. And then I didn't. Because uh, Foundation was on last. Foundation dropped yesterday, and I, I had to watch the first episode of Foundation. So that was I, I that you know that distracted me. But I watched <laughs> almost all of them. I watched I think uh, seven of nine. Ha ha ha. And um, I I did enjoy it overall. I certainly like the idea behind this. The idea of these yeah. animation studios exploring these different aspects of the Star Wars universe and telling these stories is really cool. It is cool sometimes to see these characters look like anime characters with the big eyes and the yada, yada, yada. That kind of stuff is, is good. I only actively hate one of these episodes. I actually really do hate it. Tatooine Rhapsody. No, I love Tatooine oh. Rhapsody. I thought you were going to choose that one. No, I actually you- love that one. And and it's because I've, I've actually got a list here and somebody else ranked them. They ranked the, the least. Oh, and this list this is on Forbes um, ranks Tatooine Rhapsody as the worst one. But I think it's good. Oh. Uh, my least favorite was the twins, uh, which I think was the third episode. Um, it's, a, it's people are talking about it online. And it, it's it's uh, are people hating I, it? I, no. I, well, all over the place. Okay. But that seems to be the one of all the ones that seems to be the one that I've seen the most people talking about with the most buzz. And I even noticed um, the Minnesota twins played a baseball game the other day and people were hijacking the hashtag with the twins oh. from, um, from star Wars. And uh, uh, like uh, there, it's got some things in it that are quite interesting, I think, but it's I'm got some great you. moments. Like I, I, I thought right, right. in the first few minutes of this one, so I was just, 
uh, uh, just to, you know, and of course you probably watch it if you're listening to this, but you know, there's these two like a brother and sister. Now, is this supposed to be like an allegory or something along the lines of Luke and Leia? It's, it seems to me like it's like yeah. a, an alternate version of Luke and Leia, right? That's kind of what, That's cause what the, it is. he had a droid like R2, yeah. right? But, but the Leia character is like this evil woman or whatever that you know there's no redemption for her um so i didn't like first of all i didn't like that it didn't like that it was trying to retell the luke and leia thing i don't like that he said in a galaxy far far away in star wars i don't like that that's two on the nose two on the nose and there was something else that they did uh well, I don't there's remember. all kind there's a uh, breathing in space again oh yeah that yeah uh, i mean Anybody who hated uh, um, yeah. the flying Leia from the, the uh, last Jedi will not like this episode either because they're just in space. And I didn't like the setup with these star destroyers joined together. Like there's so many ridiculous aspects of that particular episode that I just was not on board. And then, and this, this article says it's the quote, most anime of all of them because it's the one that's overly dramatic. So when you think of anime, you think of like people screaming ah, and, and then yelling at each other and very, very, reacting over like you know over the top reactions and that's what this was um and that's but i think that's a bit of a, a stereotype or, or trope from anime and i don't like that trope so that's why yeah. i didn't like this one at all i just i just hated it to be honest i re really really hated it i don't i wouldn't say i hated it but that's that's when you sort of realize well these filmmakers are these filmmakers i don't know what to call i guess so these filmmakers are um free to do virtually whatever they want although you know what Dan, I could swear that they said there was 10 of these when they announced it, and there's nine. Mm. Are we missing one? Is Maybe. there one that was supposed to be there? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember that. Did they say 10? It could be. So I maybe think... one got turfed. I don't know. Maybe I, one I, uh, didn't work out. I wonder if I'm remembering that wrong. I guess we okay. could. Uh, I won't bother Googling it, but I thought there was going to be um, 10 of them, and maybe they, who knows? Maybe they'll release one again. But uh, I also thought, and you haven't seen um, the last two, right? No, correct. Yes. Okay. So I'm just, I'm without spoiling anything. I think the last one is one of the better ones. Okay. I think the last one um, has a couple of neat tricks that it does and a couple of great concepts that would be so good to do in Star Wars that um, that to me like once again, like reignited my interest, but there's definitely along the way, like Tatooine Rhapsody was so bizarre and so out there and ridiculous. And like, I like if you had Star Wars figures and a Queen album, then maybe like you would have thought of this. Maybe yeah, that's how they thought that's of it. That's why I like it. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll tell you what I like about this one. A hut um, with a piercing, a hut with a piercing. Yes, and sunglasses and yes. long hair. Uh, that, yeah, that, that was funny. Actually, it took me a while to figure out that those were sunglasses that he was wearing. Like it was weird. Cause I couldn't tell, I thought it was just his eyes were like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the story of that one is, is about this band. And first of all, I love that pop punk is active in the star star Wars universe. That seems to be the genre of music that they're playing. Uh, I love that they play their final gig at the same stadium or whatever you want to call it, that the pod race was in, in episode one. So that's bringing it around full circle. It's a, the, whatever you want to call that. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, I like the music. I thought I like pop punk music, so I like the music in it. And it's just something completely different, something you would never expect to come out of Star Wars. That's why I like that one. Uh, and so that, yeah, that's one of my favorites, actually. And I actually did like the animation style in that one, too. So, yeah. 
I'm trying to think like there, there's also, there's one that looks like speed racer. Yep. And there's, uh, okay. I'll go through them. I have the list here. Oh, do you have uh, the list? Yeah. 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 So, so the, this is the, the Forbes magazine said Tatooine Rhapsody was the worst one. Then it was TOB one, which is the one about the robot boy becoming a Jedi. I like that one. Uh, it yeah, kind of reminded me, it kind of reminded me of, of um, Astro boy. Like yeah. that, that oh, professor. That's what was- I meant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What did you Not say? Speed Racer, Astro Boy. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, 70s, any 70s animes is what we're looking for. Um, but anyway, yeah, that one is, is pretty good. Then the Twins was a third worst. So this person thought those other two ones were worse than the Twins. I disagree. Um, the Village Bride, which I would probably say is my second least favorite, which is the one about the woman offers herself the bandits to protect her village, but a Jedi steps in and kills them. Um, and then it's, I don't and now it's getting to ones I haven't seen a couple ones I haven't seen here. Uh, it does also say the best one is the duel, which is the, the first one. Uh, and I, I, I think the reason they chose that one, because they want to start strong, right? You want to start with a really, really good episode, but I also think you should finish strong. So I was expecting that final episode to be as good as the first one, but you're saying it's not quite as good as the first one. Um, and uh, the animation in the first one is just so perfect. Yeah. That it's not, it just doesn't reach that level. Yeah. But the story, I don't want to give away anything. Oh, like we'll talk about it another things, time. Then. Yeah. There's a couple of things I could say about it, but I, I'm not going to say, but I, I really like the story in the last one. And I think there's a couple turns in the story where I thought this would make a great moment in Star Wars. Maybe not the way we're seeing it there, but in with different characters or something. Um and it also, I don't know, like, okay, I'm not going to say anything about this one, but I'll say the, the theme that I pulled from all of these, all of these from beginning to end was we learned more about lightsabers <laughs> and, about, and about crystals, lots yes. of crystals, yes. lots of sabers and, and different kinds of crystals and different kinds of sabers and, and what they mean and how you use them in a duel. Oh, what was the one? Um, the episode with the old, the crazy old Sith with the two, the two blades. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe that's one of the ones I haven't seen. Um, I'm thinking of the, you're right about the lightsabers and you knew they were going to get crazy. As soon as I knew it was yeah. going to be anime, I'm like, this is going to be crazy ass lightsabers. And absolutely. We had like whip multiple whips as lightsabers. Yeah. Like, like those things can bend like a rope. Who knew? Um, we had an umbrella lightsaber. <laughs> Just a weird choice. Uh, yeah, they they had a lot of fun with those lightsaber designs, and we know that we're going to see some aspect of that in on the toy shelves as well. Uh, so I did I did kind of I thought that was funny, and it actually reminded me of a scene from the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars special, which I've referenced several times, in which uh, the two brothers are going to have a lightsaber battle, and and one of them tinkers with it and and comes up with this giant lightsaber with a bunch of different. I just hit my mic again. A bunch of different. Um, Things just like that, just like that umbrella lightsaber. It looked very similar. And and then the other guy's like, oh, we're allowing modifications, eh? And he goes, okay. And he messes around with his and then does a bunch of crazy stuff. So it, but that is like, it. Our, that's the thing coming true because they actually did create these crazy lightsabers, um, which is, and, you know, part of Star Wars. The, we saw the guy making um, uh, off-brand lightsabers that respond to the degree to which you uh, right. Or one with the force, right. and the length of the saber, uh, 
uh varies from user to user i like i did like that one about the saber smith i'd like that story and i like the idea of these different sabers doing different things um that was a very cool one changing the length of the of the blade that was also something new so yeah you're right They, they had lots of cool new ideas about lightsabers and about how that all works and it's obviously stuff you can do in animation that you can't do in real real world stuff right so that's and cool these are more interested with sith than i thought they would be there's more sith uh lore that we see in these as well um let me think as well there's something else that i was thinking as i was watching it oh yeah what i kind of liked about this was okay we know that george lucas was inspired by the hidden fortress for star wars and what I like about this is it brings it full circle. Yeah. And it's inspired by George Lucas. And I, what I would love to find out is what does George Lucas think of these? Like, would he like these? Would he go, this is great. This is exactly the kind of stuff that I had in mind. Or would he watch these and go, well, that's pleasant, but none of this is anything that I would ever want for Star Wars. I, I, I assume he'd like it. I would too especially if he liked the hidden fortress, like if that's yeah. the kind of thing he started with, then he would like it coming back to this as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. But I think maybe our key takeaway is we'd like to see a motion picture of the duel. I think the, so. Uh, yeah. Or a series or something. Yeah. Like a, a series where that guy like travels, he's a Ronin. He travels from town to town kind of thing. Like that would be great, but maybe it would be too much. Maybe we don't need that. There was one in the animatrix. There was one, of the things that stood out as being way better than any of the other ones. It was just so much better. It was that CGI at the time was so realistic. And now it doesn't look so much now, but mm-hmm. remember there were those Final Fantasy movies that came out at the time, like these are the early 2000s and it looked so good. It looked almost like a real person. There's one like that. And then the rest of them kind of pale in comparison. I feel like the rest of these pale in comparison to that first episode of Visions, right? Like you, you start off with that and you're like, holy crap, that's awesome. And then the next yeah. one's kind of a letdown. Because it's not as good. I think that's how they, I, I think you're right. They put them in an order for a reason. And I do think, I do think the last one is a cool one that, that you want, that you sort of ponder after you've seen it. So I think it's good. It's good. I think clearly the beginning and the end one are there are the bookends. And then the stuff in the middle just, just veers wildly from thing to thing. But uh, you could have easily called it the lightsaber chronicles or something like, <laughs> or the Kyber chronicles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kyber chronicles. There we go. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's that's kind of what we were seeing. I I sort of like that first one too, as the the switcheroo that they play on us with. He's got a red lightsaber, but but because he's, he's got in this coat. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, it's all again. I, that first one was just blew me away, and then the rest of them were okay. Um, but I, I will finish it up. And again, apologies for not, not yeah. doing that. No, uh, and man, so much to watch, so much to watch. And oh, no, I should also mention, week. what's that? There is so much on TV this week. Yeah, they give us that stupid month-long break, and then everything comes pouring back, and you don't have time to watch it. And I'm also doing my 31 movie challenge again for Halloween. I've decided to do that again. Uh, I'm doing it on TikTok this time, so my Instagram feed isn't full of scary images, but, uh, and, I, and I've talked about it over on TikTok, so you can see that stuff there. Uh, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but I'm not going to have time to watch a ton of other stuff in October uh, because of that. So these, I'm glad we, like, we can get this out of the way and and watch it and that's it. And then uh, we're not going to have Book of Boba Fett until December, I guess, right? Is that what they said? That's right, very right. soon. And then Cassian Andor must be uh, some uh, nearing completion. It's got to be like the next thing out in the spring, yeah. something like that, yeah. 
cool. Cassian Andor, and then maybe um, like I'm gonna miss season three of The Mandalorian. I, I think they're they're you know I I say make more Mandalorian when uh when sing while you're winning. Make yeah. more <laughs> make more Mandalorians while while you've got a head of steam going. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I I wonder what point in the production they are there. I'm sure the scripts are written. I I yeah I, I that's one trend in in television in general that I'm not loving is is that. They can wait as long as they want to do the next season. It doesn't have to be the next year. Whereas in the you know, back in the day, you had to do it to keep things going. And I kind of think that's still the case. And a lot of I forget about a lot of this stuff if it doesn't come out every year. And yeah, like Better Call Saul. When's the last time we saw Better Call Saul? Right. And I know that the pandemic has has delayed a lot of this stuff. So that's the reason for it. But even before the pandemic that was happening, like we had to wait two years between Mad Men series seasons at one point. And there was certainly planning. But Disney was planning to do this before the pandemic happened. So this was always going to be, you know, but I, I just wish that, yeah, they should do every year. And if they're going to do like how many series, four or five series they have now, then let's let's space them out so that we are always getting something Star Wars so that we don't have to wait because now we have to wait until December. Then we have to wait till spring. Then we have to wait till whatever the next one is. It's like, let's, and I thought they did a pretty good job with that on the Marvel side. They were releasing those Marvel series pretty close together. So we only really had to wait a couple weeks between WandaVision and um, Captain, uh, sorry, Captain Winter Soldier, <laughs> whatever the hell that's called. Yeah. The Captain Winter Soldier. Remember that one? Um, Captain and Tennille. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that, that yeah they should like just kind of take a look at that release schedule and and make it so that we don't have to go anytime without star wars because we don't want to anymore well star wars is always at its best when you're anticipating what's coming next you're always <laughs> yeah. just like oh it's gonna be so good like it's the idea of it is just so exciting and he oh and even i uh on last weekend ewan mcgregor was at the uh, emmy awards yes. and he won he won for Halston and I'd chosen him to win because I'd actually seen that and he's great in it. It's so good on Netflix, but I read bad thing. I read bad reviews for Halston and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll watch it. And it's really great. So I was so happy to see that he'd won and any Star Wars fan who watched it would be like, he's clean shaven. They, yeah, they he's done production. shooting. He's done. I can't wait. It's in the bag. <laughs> Let's do this. You know, like, so that's got to be coming soon too. Yeah. Like, oh, come on, let's get there. But you know, what? I'm, I'm glad that Disney Plus is giving us content. I, and I like this. I like this. I don't like every episode of this necessarily, but I like it. And I definitely like the stop gaps in between our Star Wars content there. So, so keep it coming. And I like, I also like the freedom that they've given these uh, creators to, to, to do whatever they want. Yeah, to explore these these things. So, yeah, that's also very cool. I remember buying that action figure of Darth Vader with a comic book and he's white. He's like the good Darth Vader. If Darth Vader went good. <laughs> and I remember looking at the figure going, "Well, they'll never make anything like this again." So, I bought it. But it's sort of like when I look at that that um the um the anime, I thought the same thing. Like we're not going to likely ever see this Luke and Leia dark side thing. Right. So we might as well enjoy it for what it is because uh, the movies, I don't think will ever show that to us. Yeah. Uh, I, I think another one of the things that I did, I think that episode in particular tried to cram in every star Wars trope. Cause it also had a Wilhelm screen, I believe. Oh. And it had, I got a bad, bad, bad feeling about this. All right. Actually it had the droid saying, I've got a bad feeling about this. And then he repeated it back. I that's, Oh, so you have a bad feeling. I can't remember what he said. He paraphrased it back to the droid. I'm like, come on, let's just, anyway. 
refuse. What do you want with the power core? Are you planning to turn it over to the Republic? The Galactic Empire. Or the Republic. I couldn't care less about either one of them. You really don't care. Yeah. Even if I explained it to you, you'd never understand. You fool. Are you out of your mind? You've been buying some figures. I saw on Instagram you bought what? A couple I things. Bought, I got a retro Baby Yoda yeah. to go with Retro Mandalorian in the three and a half inch series. And I have to point out something, uh, and that is the Baby Yoda in the six inch series and the three and a half inch series are the same size Baby Yoda. <laughs> That can't be, it can't physically be true. And yet, there it is. So the three and a half inch Mandalorian gets to cradle the same size baby Yoda as the six inch Mandalorian, which is ridiculous. That's and funny. um, it was my birthday this week. And I oh, got happy birthday. Oh, well, thank you very much. And I I tend to pick up some Star Wars stuff every year. And I got um the one that I was dying to have. I'm glad I have it was Jackson the Green Rabbit. From yeah. Marvel Comics and action figure form. I love that figure. I And, oh, I don't know if you've watched that episode yet. Did you see an episode of Visions with a rabbit-like character? In no, it but I saw, the, I saw the screenshot of it. So is that the same species? Well, you tell me. Okay. I don't think so, but there's all different kinds of rabbits, apparently, in the Star Wars <laughs> universe. But wasn't there another one, a Luke one you got, a Luke figure? Or was it you just saw it? I saw it and I was gonna buy it. It's got it's the um, um, the Tim uh, Timothy's on. No, what's his name? Yeah, Timothy's on. Yeah, that Air to the Empire. Okay, for, it sounded wrong. Yeah, the heir to the Empire, Luke Skywalker. And you look at the box and you're like, oh yes, this is great. And then you open it up and it's like Luke looks emaciated and it's just, it's just <laughs> like the worst figure. He gets his arm joints. You can see. Oh I was no, like, this is this. I was like, nah, I'm not buying it just for the for the for the lousy box. So I didn't buy it, but. I like that they made that figure. I just wish it was a better figure. That's and I wanted to see with the jacket on. Like, yeah. There's yeah, something yeah. not right with that figure. But. Okay. Is that the one that comes with the, um, the, the, uh, oh no, that was like the, those snaky things come with yeah. uh, Thrawn, right? The little, no, he has, it. he has one oh, with them too. Oh, Luke has one too. Okay. I'm not sure why, but the, yeah. <laughs> accessories. That's why he needs accessories. It, Give him something. It would, it would sap the force from him in it those did. books. Yes, right? that's what it would do. Yeah, he, they shouldn't package him with that. It takes <laughs> all his powers away. No wonder he looked emaciated. <laughs> I was at Best Buy yeah. today, and I saw, uh, I put it on TikTok, uh, some cool uh, episode one figures. And I'm not, you know, obviously not, episode one is not my favorite Star Wars movie. I've said many times how much I, I hate it, but these look like pretty nice figures. And I think it's pretty interesting that they released these, it's a 50th, so they have the 50th anniversary Lucasfilm, this is the year 50th anniversary, so everything, I guess, everything they release, it has that logo on it, but these are six inch figures, uh, they're not black series, so to speak, uh, it says episode one, Phantom Menace on it, and it is, uh, oh crap, I can't remember the figures, certainly, uh, maybe they did, had sold some, but I saw, hold on, I forget, um, Jar Jar was one of them, like Jar Jar, Mace Windu, um, Qui-Gon and I can't remember the last one. Oh, it's a droid, a battle droid. Hmm. Battle droid, yeah. Uh, and it's like, they're very cool looking. They're very detailed. It looks like a good sculpt. Uh, although the um, Liam Neeson one looks a little more like, uh, oh geez, what does he look like? He looks kind of like Seth Rogen. Uh, 
<laughs> um, so maybe not so much on the Liam Neeson sculpt, but the Jar Jar and the and the Mace Windu looks good. Like it's cool. I think I just think it's cool. So that um, that caught my eye, and I I, I think it's oh. interesting that they're still releasing Episode One stuff. There's still a market. People love that movie. There are people who love that movie and will yeah. collect those figures. There's nostalgia for all Star Wars, and it doesn't matter. It depends when you were born, pretty yeah. much. Although you know, those of us who saw the original one or even any of the original trilogy in the theater tend to be like kind of snobby about it. But I, you know, there definitely are podcasters who love the prequels who have the nostalgia for that. And um, the kids who watch the JJ Abrams trilogy, I think will there will be nostalgia for that just because um, I think the force awakens for a lot of uh, kids was like sort of their first in theater star Wars yeah. experience. And I think they'll probably, um, take that with them for sure and it, it's the cultural impact of it it was the event yeah. of the movie being released that they'll remember not necessarily the movie itself like i think about and i can remember seeing and i was too young to see the first one in the theater but i saw empire strikes back in the theater i saw return of the jedi in the theater and i do remember those experiences very distinctly and yeah i think my kids will, will remember their experiences seeing star wars this time around but i don't know it's an interesting and i would have what i think i've learned in all this is that you can't i don't feel like we can really compare one era to another. It's all like, it, 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 they're all products of their time. They're all made in whatever situation they're made in. And, you know, I used to be like, oh, the original trilogy is the best. And now I'm like, ah, the original trilogy is my favorite. But uh, there are redeeming factors about all Star Wars. I think they're good aspects to all Star Wars, even yeah. the ones I, I hate, uh, even the <laughs> twins. But, um, and I'm just kind of becoming more accepting of that now. I'm not as... Uh, you know, not as snobbish about the uh, the uh, prequels as I used to be. I think it becomes less important as they continue to make content. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. The more content is out there, the less that con- importance that content has in the grand scheme of things because there's so much of it. I looked at um, on the back of the Baby Yoda figure. Um, it shows the other Mandalorian figures you can get. Incl- Grief Karga mm-hmm. and Cara Dune, it says, but I doubt that's true. <laughs> and um, and then that kind of other couple... And I was like, whoa, like I have excitement for the Mandalorian, like I did for the original Star Wars movie. But uh, the difference is that I'm with that. I was like, nope, just the Mandalorian, just the baby Yoda, who comes with an egg, by the way. So I had to get it. The floating egg that he lays in. Um, Oh, that. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the eggs that he was eating. The the lizard eggs. (laughs) No, frog. He comes with a frog that he was eating. Frog eating. Okay. But he comes in his little little, uh, bassinet you're talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. So I had to get it, but I don't think I'm a little more restrained in what I'm buying these days. And and part of it is I just got a room full of this stuff and you can't, once the room's full, that's it. That's yeah. like, what are you going to do? Oh, well, you can buy a bigger, bigger house. We're going to need a bigger Star Wars room. Take a wall out, you know, make it bigger. Make uh, it well. so. Yes. Wrong, wrong property. All right. Sorry. I had one story I wanted to tell you before we wrap up. I just remembered, of course, as we're in it, it's funny because I meant to get into this at the beginning. That's why I brought up classes and then I completely forgot about it. So I'm going to bring it up now. We, of course, you know, I show a lot of videos in class and I'm YouTube YouTube videos and there's quite often pre-roll ads on these videos and I just have to wait for them because uh, nothing you can do about it. But uh, so usually I'll make some sort of commentary on it. Like if it's a video lately, there's been um, an ad for Cry Macho, which is uh, Clint Eastwood's new movie. And I'm like, I can't believe that guy's still making movies at 91 years old, like that kind of stuff. And there was an ad for, and I can't find it now. I was searching for it before the podcast. I saw an ad for a new Star Wars video game. And I'm like, oh my God, what is this? And then the students are like, 
oh, and they're talking, we tried to talk about Star Wars. I got off on a tangent for a second. But then um, I tried looking it up after and I couldn't find it because I couldn't remember the name of the game. But what it appeared to be is a Star Wars Fortnite. This is what that's where they're giving us. So it's no. like a tournament style battle royale thing online. You pick your Star Wars character and you kill each other. And I think that's what this is. That sounds like uh, that might be just what I need to get me into Fortnite. <laughs> okay, I might, well, I might do it. Okay, well, we'll see. I mean, it might not be as good as Fortnite to some. Uh, there are a lot of people who love Fortnite, um, but It'd be I better. I, It'd What's be that? better than Fortnite. It's better, better than, than Fortnite. Fortnite. Well, it's got to be because it's got Star Wars. But I thought like Fortnite also brings all kinds of characters in. They brought Marvel characters in, yeah. and they've done all kinds of stuff. So I'm surprised they didn't just bring Star Wars characters into Fortnite. But uh, yeah, this looks to be kind of an interesting. And I'm not a huge fan of those battle royale games because I get my ass kicked every single time. I'm not good at them. I always die right away. As much as I say, oh, I'm going to practice and be better at this, I don't. So we'll see, but I, I'll figure it out. What it, I'll figure out the name of it and I'll, I'll report back. I can't remember, but I just thought that was an interesting uh, story that uh, something's coming out Star Wars really that looks like Fortnite. So that's going to be fun. Very cool. I would love that. I love that. I'm, I That might be the only thing I need to get me into Fortnite, but I'm sort of, I, I would like a good Star Wars video game. It's been a while. It's been a while. It has. Um, even even uh, the uh, Jedi one we just had. Yeah. Last year, or the year before, it wasn't great. I mean, that was the big marquee title for that year. But I think it was two years ago, wasn't it? It was two years. Yeah, I, I'll play. I'll play Star Wars Fortnite if that's all we've got. But <laughs> it'd be nice. It'd be nice to get more Star Wars games. I'm in. All right, we'll see what happens. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. That's We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? <laughs> <laughs>